And welcome to the inaugural episode of the Casey Leaders Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, David Maples. And uh, today on our very first episode, I'm delighted to have Rebecca Graham here. Rebecca Graham is a realtor for United Real Estate. She's done this for a little bit over six years now, and she's been helping people uh, find the places that they're going to love to live in Kansas City ever since then. One of the reasons we thought it was important to have Rebecca on our very first episode of the KC Leaders podcast is because not is she a person around town um, and a muckety-muck who's doing many things. She is my go-to person for finding out what's happening in the KC region and area. But she's also was instrumental in welcoming us as we moved into this markets place and helping both my wife and I feel very welcome in the Kansas City area. And she was instrumental in us helping to find a place to put our podcast studio up here in the Northlands in KC in Gladstone. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Rebecca Graham to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So great to have you here. I'm excited to be here. So on the KC Leaders Podcast, this is a little bit of a love letter to KC. It's about people who want to continue to make this the greatest city in America. Um, One of the things I found amazing when I got up here was how much people love this area. They love this community. It's a great place to raise a family, um, to work, to play, and it's got amazing opportunity that's coming down the pike for us. So I want to ask a little bit about your background and how you ended up in Kansas City. Gosh, you know, it's kind of a long story, but uh, the short version is back in 2003, I was living in Ohio, and um, I lived in multiple states. I'm actually from St. Louis originally, so not too far, but I've lived in California, I've lived in Ohio, and um, I was ready for a change in 2003, and I, I was looking for places to go. I didn't necessarily need to stay in Ohio, and so... Um, when I started doing some research, I wanted to be close to home, but not too close to home. So not in St. Louis, but close enough. I could get there in a few hours. And so I started checking out Kansas City, and I just got a feeling. I was like, that feels like the right place. And so um, I actually made an attempt to move here in 2003. And due to some unforeseen circumstances, I was not able to accomplish that. But I tried again in 2005 and was successful. But um that interim of two years, um, I did come here and I actually met my future husband. <laughs> so um, it really turned out that this was where I was meant to be. And I've been here ever since. And, and this is the longest I've lived anywhere. And it's definitely home for me. So I could say to the audience members that Kansas City is a great place to find a great husband. <laughs> it worked for me. Okay. That's important. So uh, ladies, if you're out there listening um, and gentlemen in the audience, if you'd like to be on the podcast, please let us know. Uh, they're waiting. So um, that being said, uh, so now tell us about how you got into real estate and what do you find most rewarding about? Uh, real estate was something that I actually had some friends that uh, they participated in and they kept telling me, you know, you'd be a great realtor, you'd be a great realtor. But I had another business that I was running and it was uh very full. And unfortunately, COVID caused some issues with that business. And I had to kind of look at some other ways to diversify. And so I went ahead and jumped into real estate. And um, it allowed me to be flexible with both businesses. Uh, And then of course, COVID killed the other business and I doubled down on real estate. And for me, being able to help somebody, um, I think 
just really take that next step, elevate themselves into home ownership and, and all the benefits that that brings is, is what I love most. Um, I've had several clients that are right out of college, just get married, and I've watched them buy their first homes, get married have babies, and upgrade into their next homes. And to be able to be with somebody through that whole progression of their adulthood is really exciting. And that that provides me a lot of reward. And I know that I'm doing a great job for them. Very, very cool. Um, so now I'm going to ask a Kansas City specific question. In what ways are you helping contribute to the Kansas City community to make it a better place to live play and work. Oh, I really do love this area. Um, so as far as living here, um, I think it's really important to be out in the community volunteering. So um, I participate in some pretty regular uh, charities to provide uh, support as I can um, out as far south as, say, Green Valley, um, kind of go in the metro area. Um, KC Pet Project is another one. Getting out there and being able to raise awareness, bring in education, shine a light on the different um, causes here in Kansas City. Those are really important for me. Um, I love to provide an education. I guess after raising five kids, I'm good at educating others. So um, uh, providing people an education on what they can receive as a benefit from homeownership. Um, so we spend a lot of time um, talking with potential buyers and sellers and providing an education on the market, um, what's good for them, introducing them to other really legit people here in Kansas City that can be a good support for them, whether it's for work, play, or fun. Um, and then um, going out and just enjoying the services here, places like Chicken and Pickle is one of our fun places to go. And I invite other people to come and see them. I even host a once a month event, usually somewhere where there's food and drink. Um, and I invite my clients to come and I extend that out to my business partners as well. So they have an opportunity to see something new and different because the best memories are made over food and a drink. Got it. Um, interesting you mentioned chicken and pickle. Um, are you an avid pickleball player? Uh, I don't know if I would say avid, but I can hold my own. My husband and I do play in the league, and uh, unfortunately, this summer there are no leagues, which means there's more opportunity for reserving courts and open play. Um, so if you haven't been down there yet, you should go because the vibe is great. Excellent. Um, what is one initiative or project that you're particularly proud of and why? Well, I did manage to raise five children and get them all out of high school. That's a big accomplishment coming from a young mother. So that was really a big thing on a personal level. But um, professionally, you know, I with real estate especially, I've achieved things that I never thought I could achieve. Um, financially, being able to do certain things in my life, um, and being able to give back in a more generous way. Um, specific projects, I really love, like I said, helping the local charities. So um, I do art on the side. So I have donated several of my art pieces to various charities for auction. Um, that's, been, that's been pretty fulfilling too. So um, there's a lot of things that are coming down um, the pike for Kansas City upcoming. Um, obviously, uh, at the top of mind for a lot of people is the uh, the World Cup. 
mm. is uh, next year. Uh, what unique opportunities or challenges do you see for Kansas City in the upcoming years? Well, um, I think we're going to grow. We've already been growing, but I think if we're not careful, we're going to have so much hit us so quickly, we may not be able to man manage it well. Um, I can remember when the Royals won the World Series and people just flocked to downtown and that first parade was kind of a cluster. We waited uh, two and a half hours just to get on a bus to go downtown. And then we missed most of it and we couldn't hear anything. So we've learned from that because, well, we keep winning really big titles. Um, so as we have the World Cup coming, um, you know, I think we've known about it long enough that we've really been uh, working hard to create a good infrastructure to support the influx of people. I know businesses have been getting prepared. We've got our streetcar that is free. I think a lot of people are going to have the airport is open now. Um, so I think as we get closer to those types of events, we're really going to see um, a ramp up. And I think we're capable, but it's going to be a lot, right? Uh, it's a lot of influx, but it's a really great stage for Kansas City to be on. People from all over the world are going to see it. Something I wanted to hit on this a little bit is, you know, obviously preparing for those changes. The infrastructure challenges are real, and I don't want to deny that. Um, how do you think that Kansas City can approach or look at those things ahead of time? Like, how can we how can we look at this and be mindful of it in a way that helps us kind of um, catapult ourselves up kind of the ranks of the cities in the U.S., et cetera? What things can we do to better prepare ourselves as Kansas Cityans? Oh, well, uh, my number one rule is just be kind. Be patient. There is a lot of people that are going to be coming who – have absolutely no idea what to expect. And there will be longer than usual waits, lines, and things like that. So just first be kind and be a good human and, and understand that everyone's going through different things. Um, as far as a community, um, I think we have an opportunity to speak to our leaders, our uh, Mayor Q, um, and putting our, our words out there. We just need to step up and do that. If we have some suggestions, might as well share them um, because it might just take one simple suggestion to really uh, take a project to the next level. And we have the time right now to implement. So uh, I would just say speak your voices and speak them kindly. Um, you mentioned the fact that the uh, the new terminal at the airport, I guess it's like a brand new airport. It's a way. whole new airport. So it's uh, lovely. I've been there. So what, what do you what do you think that means for Kansas City? Well, for somebody who's flown in and out of an old airport that really was just a regional airport for so long to now walk through what we have, it almost doesn't feel like you're in the traditional Kansas City because we've been in the old regional airport for so long. It really feels like we've leveled up. We've just, you know, upped our game and it is um, inclusive. It is innovative. It is beautiful to look at and it is efficient. There was a lot of concern. I totally get it. It's something new and something new to learn. There's always going to be some hiccups and bumps at the beginning. But as we go and we use this airport, I think a lot of people are going to find that it's actually very easy and pleasurable to be there. I mean, all the best food is there. They have an 8,000 square foot barbecue experience. <laughs> Folks will be getting, uh, leaving Kansas City, arriving at their destinations, smelling like barbecue. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> um, I know it's our first episode and I don't want us to get canceled right now, but I need to ask a question. Mm -hmm. um, best barbecue in Joe's, Kansas City. Joe's Kansas City. Joe's Kansas Hands City. Down. 
everything? The brisket, the burn ends, what? Is it everything? Um, so I'm, I'm really partial to burn ends. Um, Smokehouse has a really good um, burn end. Uh, there's a brand new one in North Kansas City, just close to Chicken and Pickle, called F325. Uh, and they've got a really unique mix of flavors, Kansas City, um, uh, Virginia style, and... Texas. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of an interesting flavor. Um, but Joe's Kansas City has been my favorite for ribs um, and bird ends. Those are my two key okay. key items. Excellent. Um, now, I want to shift a little bit right now. One of the things that's really come through in the multiple conversations I've had with you is you have this uh, kind of burning because you want to build teams. You want to kind of mentor others. Am I wrong? Uh, you're not wrong. I believe for a long time the best things happen in teams. Um, how do you personally approach collaboration and fostering unity within um, your field, within real estate? Well, you know, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about real estate and how, how it is. Um, and for me personally, I feel like I can learn from other realtors. You know, I don't, it's not, it doesn't have to be cutthroat. It doesn't have to be, I'm better than you. It doesn't have to be, I do more volume than you. Uh, the bottom line is we each have unique skills and things that we enjoy doing within our industry and what somebody else might enjoy that I don't, well, I can learn from them and maybe learn how to do it a little bit better. So for me, collaboration is really important. I network regularly with other realtors. Um, I think it's important to, um, be able to hear their experiences. That way, if I have a similar experience, I have somebody I can go to and I can lean on and say, hey, how did you handle this? And we can help each other. And I really feel going from that perspective, we can all improve. I'd rather, you know, rising tides lift all boats. I'd rather have that mentality. Um, I, I personally believe that that's a great thing, not just in real estate. I think that's a great thing for Kansas City as a whole. Agreed. Because as we all rise, we all rise together. Um, so can you share a personal experience or a lesson that has significantly shaped your career or perspective? Like what is something personal for a minute that really has shaped how you look at things? Um, well, I was a young mom and I had to work really hard. And if it weren't for the graciousness of, um, other people who had gone before me, who took the time to recognize Hey, she's making an effort. She's trying to improve herself. She's trying to improve her family. She's trying to improve those around her. And they they poured into me knowledge and time, which is priceless. And so in in several cases in real estate, people who were not in my brokerage, people who had absolutely no reason to help me, were were kind and patient and willing to sacrifice some things so that I could step up in the lead and learn. And because of that, it really showed me um, kind of the right way to do things because it can be very cutthroat and, and that's unfortunate. Um, some people are just motivated differently and that's okay. Everyone can be different. Um, but it has allowed me to stay very true to what I believe um, is client appreciation and it doesn't end when the transaction is over. And because I have learned from other people pouring into me their knowledge and wisdom, I am able to now uh, gift that forward, pay it forward to some other folks um, who are wanting to do business through referral and taking care of people, you know, just taking care of people in general. 
What is one actionable piece of advice you'd like to share with our listeners that they could either do to make their business better or make Kansas City better? I mean, what is one thing you'd like to say, hey? That's a loaded question. That's a lot of facets. Um, I mean, as far as making business better, uh, give yourself grace. It's okay to take some down days when you get overwhelmed um, because if you yourself cannot handle what's going on in your world, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. Um, and if your mission is to support others through whatever industry, whether it's real estate or you're fixing roofs or you're doing marketing, you need to be able to be there presently. Um, so give yourself some grace. Uh, as far as Kansas City goes, um, I, I have always found that people here, they're just nice to people. They're just nice. Like you could walk down the street and everyone waves. Um, it's, it's one of those places where paying it forward, the kindness really goes a long way. I mean, it, it's so hard to say, uh, get out there and get involved. That's really one. I mean, that's what we do. We do it as a team. We're volunteering the month of June. Uh, we're going to be at the KCRIR Pride Walk. We're going to be volunteering at Mimi's Pantry. Um, we're going to be, oh, there's a third one. I have to think of it. But um, KCRIR, uh, real estate agents as a whole, take this whole month and we go out and we volunteer all over the city in different Habitat for Humanity, all different areas. And I'm really looking forward to it because it means we get to help the community at like boots on the ground. That's okay. Um, to the listeners out there, if you want to go to the website, which is leaderskc.com, or if you're watching this video on YouTube, you're going to find links to all those relevant charities down below, um, below the actual episode, um, or you'll find it on the YouTube episode in the list of places below there. So um, how do you stay informed, connected, and engaged with the Kansas City community? Um, I do quite a bit of networking. Um, I really do feel getting out there and talking with people one-on-one -on -one is one of the best ways to connect and learn about opportunities. Um, the Clay County EDC is a uh, economic development um, council is huge for me as I live in Clay County. It's where I do a vast majority of my work, um, the Northland in general, but um, they provide so much great information about what's coming to Kansas City, um, connections that would be good for me business-wise or for my clients. Um, really just Gosh, for me, I'm a people person, getting out and meeting the people and then turning around and sharing that. I have a newsletter um, and then I, I like to send out some fun invitations as well. Um, quick question. You're a people person. Networking might come easy to you. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone else who might find networking daunting? Uh, that is a, that's not an uncommon um, situation. If you have a friend that you know is a little bit more outgoing, um, maybe just go and ask them to come along. Um, hey, I'm going to go to this new place. I'd really love some support. Um, for me, uh, if I've got some friends, I mean, that's that's what I would offer to do. Hey, I know you're a little bit shy. Come and come with me and come to a place that I already know people. I can introduce you. It's laid back. But I will say not every place is for everybody. So it take, might take a little time for you to figure out what space is right for you, what the right vibe is. Um, so be patient. Take a deep breath. Take your business cards, number one. Take your business cards. And just know that um, you miss every opportunity that you don't take. So might as well 
Take a few steps in the door and just say, I'm a little nervous. Nothing wrong with just being honest. Would you please introduce me to somebody? Because most places do have um, somebody there that will be happy to introduce you to whoever it is you might want to meet. So ask for help if you show up. Ask for help. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. (laughs) I think a lot of us don't do that. Uh, Yes, I've been there. It's kind of a thing. So um, what do you most love about Kansas City and what makes us stand out versus other cities you've been to? Um, We have just a really great mix of big town with little town feel. And I think that closeness that you have with the city itself, I can't go anywhere without running into somebody I know. And that that is all four corners of Kansas City, the whole metro. I can run into somebody. But then again, I also get out there quite a bit. Um, so that is probably one of the things I love the most is that you can go just about anywhere and run into a friend. But we have so many great things to do here. There's sports, there's art, there's um, technology. I mean, again, the vibe is just such a nice mix. You can't go wrong. Um, Are there any local leaders or influencers in Kansas City that inspire you? If so, who are they and why do they inspire you? Um, So I will say Lynn Van Meter. She is with Remax. She was actually the realtor that I used when I bought my current home back in 2009. I had zero clue what being a realtor was. I didn't have... No, no desire to be a realtor at that point. Um, but she was so patient and kind and worked with us and our many children. Um, and when I decided to get into real estate, I met with her and she gave me her thoughts and her perspective and her testimony. And it really was um, a really big reason why I decided to get into real estate. And she is also uh, on the Women's Council um, for real estate. And she has been instrumental in helping the real estate community, especially women in real estate. So uh, Lynn Van Meter is one. Um, Jay Swearingen is another person who has been um, a big influence in my life. I've podcasted with him, but he's another realtor. And um, we just, we have great um, business chemistry. So we know what the, how the other works and we can bounce ideas off each other as far as how to build business. And with his background um, in politics, and he's served, uh, I believe it was Army. I could be wrong on that. But he has served, and I'm a military relocation specialist so uh, for real estate. So that's important to me to be able to have those connections. Um, he's got a, just a different perspective. And he's a teacher uh, as far as real estate goes. Um, and I've learned a lot from him on how to view things kind of maybe from the guy's side of point of view. And that has helped me to look at some deals a little differently and be able to help clients. Um, there's so many people, honestly, but those are the two that probably jump out to me right away. How do you see the future of Kansas City and what role do you hope to play in that future? Oh, well, the Northland of Kansas City is getting ready to explode. Um, there are some really big projects that are going to bring lots of business, lots of community, lots of opportunity. And I really want to be kind of at the forefront of that. Obviously, the more retail and commercial you bring into it, the more people you're going to have to bring into it. And while we do have a small enough city, folks can commute from south or wherever, um, we're going to have to put more residential homes here in the Northland. 
Um, and I really have been hoping to maybe meet up with some builders that um, would be interested in partnering and allowing us to provide the real estate services for their new construction. That's really going to help us to get out in front of some of these projects, assist um, new home buyers, and you know, ultimately help the community grow. Um, I know the other thing we should also consider is um, what's going on south of the river. There's this divide, you know, everyone says you need a passport to go south of the river, north of the river, um, but uh, it's it's great on both sides and there's so much coming. Um, so I, I think that's kind of really where I'd like to end up being. I, I maybe just have a different perspective on things because I'm originally from um, around the Atlanta, Georgia area. And so for there... Uh, there's no, everything's an hour and a half away. It doesn't matter where you go. And so when I got here, I can go north to south in the city. I think it's the, the transportation is really good. And I, I can get north to south in 20 to 30 minutes max. And so it doesn't seem to me like there's any reason for there to be like a, uh, some kind of barrier. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I, maybe I'm just, I just don't understand. Well, I get, you know, if, if this is what you've lived in the whole time, 30 minutes seems far, right? Um, but there are there are some things that the south side of Kansas City, Johnson County or the Kansas side um, tends to get that maybe the Northland doesn't have yet. So it always feels like, oh, we have to drive all the way down there when really it's not that far. It really isn't. We have we're we're a small enough city. You can commute. I mean, I have uh, several clients, military clients that are stationed at Fort Leavenworth, but they live in Smithville. I, I mean, geographically, that looks like a long drive, but it's all highway, so you can get from point A to point B in thirty minutes. Um, you mentioned some of these projects coming in, into the Northlands in particular. Are there any that you're really excited about? Or I know that Meta bought. Supposedly, Meta bought, uh, I think, a thousand acres up here. Yeah, north in the Meta's city. putting in their center that's already under construction. Um, it's a ridiculous, ridiculously large area. Um, the 587 project is at the intersection of 152 and 435. So you add that up, you get 587. Got it. And so it is really um, a way to enhance Clay County. Um, the Northland, starting kind of at the south side of 435, right as you come into Clay County near Worlds of Fun. Um, and they're working to really fill up that um, that corridor, that 435 corridor north up into the 152 area. And even just a little further north, not I don't know if that'll stretch all the way to Smithville, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that project is probably what excites me the most because Northland is my backyard. I know it backwards and forwards all over, and that's where I love to serve my homeowners. Um, but I go everywhere. But I think that project specifically is going to bring to the Northland what maybe Johnson County and the South Kansas City area already has. So we're really going to be putting that up here as well. And it just looks like the ideas, the concepts are, are pretty powerful. I think it's I think it's really cool. I think there's a lot of things happening here. There's a lot of energy in the city around this. What steps would you suggest to someone who wants to make a difference in Kansas City? What steps should they take to get involved? Well, I would start with what are you passionate about? What gets your fire going? Do you love to work with animals? Do you love to work with seniors? Do you want to get out and help the homeless? Like, where do you feel called to go? So do a little bit of introspection first and kind of figure out what you're passionate about. Then get online. There are so many resources out there in the Kansas City area where punch in, you know, volunteering for pets, and you're going to have probably half a dozen 
shelters pop up that are in desperate need of people to come and volunteer. And they want people who are vested. So that's really the first step. And then go check it out. Take the steps. See if it's a good fit for you. If it's not, move to the next one. I mean, it really is just about taking some initiative. Um, but start with what you're passionate. Would you recommend any local events, organizations, or places that people should know about? Oh, well, it just depends on what you're interested in. Um, again, I love a a good drink. Um, so there's some really um, well-kept secrets around the Kansas City area as far as beverages go. Um, so my Sip and Savor Club is, you know, we go out once a month and we try someplace new. We've got our next event coming up at the end of June. Um, and that is uh, us- utilizing the streetcar. It will be a progressive dinner um, using the streetcar and getting to learn about the history, the mafia, the murals, all while doing a little bit of hiking around uh, using Urban Hikes KC, which is a um, a relatively new business, I'd probably say uh, 2019. Um, So they've got some great ways to check out Kansas City in a really different way. Um, If you want a good stiff drink, Swordfish Tom's down uh, in Crossroads. Chicken and Pickle is a go-to, but there's now two of them in the Northland. Well, one in the Northland and one in Overland Park. So go check that out. Um, I swear Chicken and Pickle did not pay me for this, (laughs) but they get enough of my money. (laughs) Um, Gosh, I mean, the arts in general, going downtown and checking out Kaufman, um, the art center down there. There's just, there's, just about anywhere you go, you can find something really fun to enjoy. So how can listeners get involved? Or I think you have a newsletter that you, people can subscribe to, correct? So yeah, they can find me at keyhomeskc.com. And on there, they can connect with me and put their information in and I can add them to the newsletter. Um, it goes out once a month. It talks about what's happening uh, around town. Um, obviously, I can't list them all, uh, but visit KC. .com is one of the websites that I go to, um, and it will pull up different activities for the weekend, the month, uh, whether it's family-friendly or adult, if it's drinks or uh, more of a physical activity. So that's a great resource to go to to find different things to do. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off today? I mean, I hate to do the shameless plug of if you know anybody wanting to buy or sell, but um, there's there's never a hurt for that. Um, but we do want to educate people on real estate um, so they know their options. And um, Kansas City is great. I've lived here since 2005. It's where I raised my children. It felt like home pretty darn quick. I was drawn here, and this is this is probably where we're going to stay. And so I love it. Well, I'd like to thank you, Rebecca, for being on the show today. Um, you can you can find her. We're going to list all her social media um, platforms, et cetera, in the, the, below the video or on leaderskc.com. And you can also find her at keyhomeskc.com. Rebecca, thank you for being on the show Thanks today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the KC Leaders Podcast. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen. For more information about this podcast, you can visit caseyleaderspodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our other great podcasts like The Buck Stops Here, streaming now on all major platforms and at thebuckstopsherepodcast.com.